why are you going to put sriracha sauce on an already pimento cheese and jalapeno sandwich? You can never have too many sauces. Yeah, you can. Oh, man. See, this, this is exciting. Is See, I get shorted. I asked for Polynesian. I only end up getting one because you ordered 70 different sauces. <laughs> sauces are important, Phil. And no, I got screwed because of your sauce selfishness. Uh, I'm excited about this pimento cheese chicken sandwich. New thing. Should be incredible. It's like Dave Portman. Port, Portman. Oh, hey, take, what's take, up? Take My fellow Narnomies. Welcome to the Narnomies MTB podcast. I'm your host, as always. Josh, and we have our co-host, as per sometimes, Josie. As per sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> On occasion. Um, and we are uh, sitting here eating our lunch, um, a little lunch break, and uh, trying the new Chick-fil-A uh, pimento cheese sandwich. And uh, so he- here you get a real live report while lot, we do this podcast. Of, a lot of anticipation behind this. Yeah, of what we think. I'm actually not hungry right now. Um, because you had Chick-fil-A earlier. Well, for breakfast, yeah, because I forgot my breakfast. I usually bring it from home. And, uh, yeah, and then I wasn't planning on Chick-fil-A, so I got it for breakfast. I got a biscuit. And so um, – You think they do this whole thing on the biscuits? Do they do pimento cheese on the biscuit? I don't know. But I'm going to let you be the first to try because I'm not going to chow down quite yet. Really? Um, yeah, fellas. Um, so we're really glad to be with you all here again. It's been a while. Uh, I think the last episode, so we're on episode 19, for those of you keeping track, and the last episode was our our first adult episode, number 18, and that was with uh, old Murray. That was a fun one, wasn't it? That was a good one. That was a, that was a good one. Do you think anyone does keep track? You think there's people out there like, oh, I've been waiting for the 19th episode. Yeah, I think we have some hardcore followers for sure. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think we have, uh, we, 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 we call them our nomies, you know? Someone asked me in the office, they saw I was wearing the MTV Brethren hat. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, is that Josh's name? And I was like, no, this is the competitor. And they're like, what? <laughs> the market's flooded? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude. Uh, Red Ocean in the uh, mountain bike, uh, what do you call it, media. Mountain, mountain bike media. Uh, Not to sure. mention podcasts are flooded. I mean, there's a new mountain bike podcast popping up every day, I feel like. Um, but hey, ours is different, right? We're unique. I like to think we are. I mean, what other one is doing it live right now while eating the new Chick-fil-A pimento cheese sandwich? So anyway, I do want to, before you chow into that, when we get to that, let's talk about what you've been up to lately. You have ridden some. A little bit. Tiny little bit. Yeah? Tiny little bit. Did a wood ride. Wood ride, the yeah, wood. The other morning, after the rain came through. So it was a little sloppy out there. But. How'd it feel? Riding the wood is always good. You know? It's just a it's a great little workout. Get a lot of sweat in in the wood ride. Um, How'd the bike work? My, yeah, I've said this before. My standard cruiser is pretty much bomb-proof. <laughs> it never breaks. Um. Well, typically, it's like after a couple of years, everything breaks. Like it well, did. yeah, that's just like typical. You got to get new tires, you know, whatever. Um, new brakes, new everything. Yeah, rebuilt drivetrain. Outside of that, bottom it, bracket. It really doesn't. It really doesn't break. Yeah. Um, I think it's the best bike out there. 
compared to some other people's rigs that tend to break all the time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Old Murray, back in the shop again. We were just talking about it on the podcast, and he's back in again. And he tried to throw a dig at me. Yeah, he tried to <laughs> try to claim that Josiah had his bike in there and it was a kid's bike. Um, yeah, that's funny. Speaking of uh, being in the shop, so I was at the bike doctor, and uh, that's the shop most of us go to, and I've been complaining about the seat stuff, and they had a butt-o-meter in the, the shop. The old butt-o-meter. Yeah. They were, like, sitting on our butt-o-meter, and I was, like, I thought they were, like, pulling one over on me, like, you know, like, give me one of those tricks, you know. Um, doesn't exist. But, nope, it exists. It was a legit butt-o-meter, and I sat on it for, like, a minute, and it took my impressions, and apparently, yeah, my saddle's a little too narrow, so you got to get around to upgrading that at some point. Um, but yeah, so as for me, um, yeah, I've been riding a good bit I've been doing the usuals, um, big Creek soap, chickpea, uh, blankets, um, nothing, nothing crazy, nothing out of the ordinary. When was the last time you were at Jared? Well, I don't even know. I'll have to look it up. I mean, are you still a member up there? No, 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 I'm not a member. No, I, uh, I did that like when they first opened for the first six months and didn't use it enough. And then realized after the fact, they came out with a program that I highly recommend, which is a punch card. So the membership, you have like a set time, you have to use it and you can use it unlimited. Whereas for me, I don't go often enough. So you buy this punch card and you get like five or six days and there's no limit. Like you just use them whenever you want and they're deeply discounted. That's the way to do it. I've done that. Um, and yeah, I think it's been like three months since I've been to Jared's. Wow. Yeah. Two or three <clears throat> months, but I, I really want to go this Friday, man. Like it's going to be seventies is the high because of this cold front and the rain that came through and it's not supposed to rain anymore for the next couple of days. It'd be perfect dirt. I mean, oh, hero dirt, huh? It could be incredible, but I don't know. I don't really want to go by myself, so we'll see on that. Uh, but when I was at Big Creek <clears throat> riding, or no, Blankets Creek riding a couple weeks ago, I noticed something, and it kind of dawned on me. Um, you, know, you always talk about trails and trail building and upkeep and how it's a lot of work, and Blankets uses inmates to keep take care of their parking lot uh, like landscaping and all that i was thinking to myself how cool would it be to work up some program for these inmates to do trail work they're already doing landscaping they already got the rigs and the trucks and all this stuff and they'd be in the woods doing the same thing you think as an inmate you like getting to like is that a uh, reward oh for sure i think to, that's to incredible work on the like road group like they get fired up about that. Yeah, I mean, maybe not the like highway road crew, but these guys—they're at a park, they're outside in nature. They get to see people having fun on bikes. Like it has to be awesome, and they get to drive around on like zero steer lawnmowers, and you know. What do you think? Do the your, what are the barriers there? Oh, you got to be probably pretty pretty. Because who ma who maintains the actual trails? It's a it's a it's a nonprofit. Group, so right? yes, it's nonprofit. It's, Where's uh, the guys that maintain Sorba? The, Sorba does Sorba it. maintain like. A 
parking lots and stuff, or is that the state because it's like a park? See, that's that's what I don't know. I don't know how that whole agreement works. Um, so I don't know. Something to look into, though. I mean, if they can create some sort of agreement between them, get a lot of trail work done that day. There were like six inmates out there hustling on landscape. Wow. Think about that on a trail. The inmate trail hustle. There you go, folks. Yeah. Um, also was doing soap and it's fixed now, but there was a tree that was down and I call it the decapitation tree. It was literally like the perfect level to take your head off. And it was right around the corner on the downhill. Yeah. Super scary. I'm glad that, that, that one didn't last for long, but, um, yeah, that was, that was fixed in my memory. Oh, how is it by the way, man? You're eating the, the sandwich mm-hmm. now. It's got like honey on it, right? It's like sweet and spicy. That's what they said, I thought. So, where's <clears throat> my initial thought? Definitely good. But just like a regular Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, I'm a, I'm I'm someone that likes a little bit more pickle. I'm gonna throw like two pickles on there, so I always ask for extra pickles. Yeah, I do too. Extra jalapenos. Extra jalapenos is what it needs. I threw a couple on here, but that would. That would make it. It's it's an eight. Okay. Extra jalapenos would be a ten. But is it the type of thing where like you would order that now instead of a regular chicken sandwich? Oh, not always. I love. I love. There's something good about the regular, traditional. I mean, yeah. The slap some mayo yeah. on there. Nope. <laughs> nope. You leave it alone. You don't mess it up with. You gotta have nasty, sauce. Nasty sauce. No, you don't. Okay, I do. Extra pickles. That's right. it. Agree to disagree. Um, I do have some corrections to make, by the way. So we did that technical podcast with Trent. Um, few weeks back I, I i mentioned the trail one bars that are coming out aluminum it's not trail one i get them confused one up they're very similar style bars one up is the company that is coming out with highly compliant aluminum bars that i really want to try out so that's one correction i have to make and then the other one is um i was talking about reeb for like my dream bike and i was talking about a squeeb uh, no, I would, I meant to talk about the Steezel and the SST. The Steezel is like their big travel steel bike. And then the SST is their short travel. Those I think are really cool. Um, but on top of that, I mentioned frameworks and this is blowing up like this Nico Manali, this world cup racer is developing his own bike out in North Carolina and he was doing it for fun. And now he's getting so much interest. He's going to create a, like a for sale bike company. And, uh, it's a sweet sweet uh enduro bike bigger travel bike so that would definitely um be on the list as well but the other thing that i thought was cool while we're talking about actual bikes is um i was in the parking lot of big creek and there was this dude he was ripped like muscular big like beard goatee uh, and he stopped next to me in the parking lot he was coming back from his ride at the downhill park and i was going there and he pulls out or he puts his bike in his truck and I look at it and kind of did a double take. It was wild. It's a transition patrol, which is normally like a trail enduro bike. Um, you know, it has 12 speed gears, all that stuff, but he took off the fork and put a downhill, like dual crown, like downhill racing fork on it. And it's mulleted and, he said it's incredible. Like he he's a downhill guy. He's not a climber, and but he's he wants to be able to climb. Like he doesn't want to walk his bike up like most people do with their downhill bikes. So he has the full range of gears for like a regular bike, but then he has the plus side of 
the suspension, tons more suspension and way slacker for a downhill bike. And he's like, dude, it's incredible. And I thought about it. I'm like, you never see that. And it's kind of a no brainer. Like, why would you not, if, if you're focused on the downhills and you don't care about climbing as much, why would you not have a ton of gears on a downhill bike and have that flexibility to be able to pedal up? And, uh, it's pretty creative. Yeah, have all that suspension. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then this past weekend was a big event at Blankets. I didn't go, but saw some pictures. They had a uh, Sixes Pit, the bike shop, did a demo day for Rebel Bikes where you can go out. Rebel? Rebel, yeah. You can go out and test their bikes. They had, like, short travel, uh, big travel, like all their different lineups. Uh, they have the Ranger, the Rascal, and the um, Rail. And uh, I almost rented a Rebel Ranger when I was out in Sedona. Yeah, those are sweet bikes. Yeah. I hear they look sweet. Um, Trent's ridden them. He said they're awesome. Um, I think Trent was the one who told me that. I think that's what I should rent. Yeah. So it looked like a good event. They had like a reggae band out there. They had food, all that cool stuff. Um, and then <clears throat> I forgot to mention when I said Reeb. Um, so my dream bike, Pisgah, actually came out with, they were trying to raise money for the Pisgah Trails. So they came out with a raffle and they're tr- and uh, the bike they're selling is a... Um, giving away, you mean? Or giving away is a Reeb. And it's, I think it's the SS or it's a Steezel. And it's, uh, you got to look it up on Instagram. Go to Reeb, um, look at the Pisgah post and it's just gorgeous it's this like white bike it had king creek it's all like local pisgah stuff on it so king creek suspension industry nine wheels hubs like decked out white and green kind of a cool look um it's that's honestly the coolest bike i've ever seen so uh so there's that and then um uh what else oh on my one of my soap rides um i was riding with Trent, I haven't been riding with him much lately, but the few times I've ridden with him, every time we run across these turtles. Little fox turtles? Yeah. Trent is such a animal whisper. Like, he, he loves I can see that. creatures. Like, he literally slams on his brakes where I'm about to kill him and will get off his bike and move, like, I don't know, turtles, whatever we see. Snake. I can see Trent being that way. Inchworm. He just really cares for the animals and picks them up and moves them aside. You think Trent would ever hunt? No. No? No. What about fish? Do you think he'd ever fish? Yeah, he would fish. I've talked to him about it. He has no interest, really. No. He's, a, he's just a pure extreme sports dude, you know. Um, and then after that ride, I got Panda Express. Dude, we talk about after trail rides. Panda Express solid. Panda Express is a uh, hidden gem. I feel like it gets overlooked a yeah. lot. But man, it is good. Yeah. Panda Express is great. And then um, when I was at Blankets, uh, a guy wrecked himself. So uh, there was, uh, a, he was like an XC guy that was in like full spandex, like race mode. And he lost it around a corner and ejected himself into a tree, split his helmet in half. And I wasn't there when it happened. I was there when it, was ended but like he walked out a guy helped him and uh the guy was like hey 
started talking to him. I was like, you need to go to the hospital. And the guy's like, no, I think I'm okay. And he was like, no, you can't drive. And the guy kept repeating himself, what happened, what happened, what happened. And the guy's like, yeah, you definitely can't drive. Concussion. And the guy was like, I'll call you an ho- uh, ambulance. He was like, no, 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 I don't want an ambulance. I don't want to pay for it. And he was like, I'll drive you. And he was like, no, I don't. It was probably weird for him. He's like, I don't even know you. I don't want you to drive me. And he was like, fine, you stay in the car for an hour, and I'm going to watch you. And if you're good, I'll let you go. Just a random guy. Yeah, random guy. Him. Just didn't want him to hurt himself anymore or anyone else. And um, he ended up passing out in the car, like blacking out. And then he was like, screw it, I'm calling the ambulance. And got him out of there. But Gosh. Yeah, that guy was just prepared to drive himself to the Sketchy, hospital. Sketchy, man. Yeah, you got to be careful. Imagine if he wasn't wearing that helmet, though. Ooh. Um, and then Big Creek. Uh, so you haven't been out there in a while, but they have new signs at their downhill park. And this cracks me up. I don't know if it's on purpose or it's a mistake, but I think they should keep it. They misspelled Creek, and they put, like, two more E's. So it's, like, Big Creek. <laughs> <laughs> But it's such a fancy sign. I'm pretty sure it was a mess up. And they were like, we can't redo this. It costs thousands of dollars. It seems like a really hard thing to overlook. I know, right? It's crazy. And like, creep, like, yee-haw, I'm going down the hill. And when I was out there, I almost ran over a deer, too. Literally, deer was bedded down on the trail. Like, just sitting there. You did see a bunch chilling. of deer back in Simpsonwood. Yeah, I saw some big deer. I saw um, one huge joker. I tried to take yeah. a picture, but it ran off. They're back there. That's the sanctuary. They and that's where I'm afraid of hitting a deer more than anywhere else. Yeah. Because there's just so many of them back there. And when you're going fast, they, they don't, they're not that scared of you. So they will stay right. They'll watch you come by with, between, by the time you get within five feet, and then they'll jet. And you don't know which way they're going to jet. Yeah. You know, I could right see, my, I could see one running into me on the side too. You know, sometimes yeah. they try to dart yeah. and just taking you out from yeah. the legs. No doubt. I noticed, um, there's chanterelles popping up, the mushrooms I love to pick and eat, um, but then they went away. I'm really looking forward to chanterelle season because I can load up on free mushrooms and cook them, but they've uh, they've kind of been dying. How do you cook those? What do you do? So I... I uh, and are you ever worried about picking the wrong No, mushroom? not with chanterelles. That's the only kind I'll pick because they're very unique looking and they're, they can't be confused with any other mushroom. They're orange? Yeah, they're orange and they... They kind of look like lion's mane or something like that. Yeah, and they, they have like a lot of like wrinkles in them, and they're kind of like flowers, and they're very unique looking. And um, so, yeah, I, I, what I usually do is I take I take my camel back, I take the camel patch out of it, and I put a I line it with like a paper bag. And for whatever reason, mushrooms do well in paper bags, uh, keeping. And then as I see them on the trail, I'll just pick them, throw them in the bag, keep going. And I've had I filled up an entire one, and people sell those at farmers markets for like tons of money um they're a delicacy and then i yeah i get home i just wash them off and dry them and then um, throw them in a pan on uh, medium high heat with butter uh some garlic and like shallots or onions and then um, season with salt and pepper and then sometimes i'll just eat them by by itself or i'll What's really good is you get like uh, some of that French bread and kind of toast it. Then you put some goat cheese on there and then the mushrooms and then a little balsamic demi-glaze on top with some parsley flakes. You're, you're, well, you're missing the steak. 
Where, yeah. Where, I mean, I feel like that goes I mean, right on top. That's of your appetizer, and then you have a steak for dessert okay, that's or for entree. Sure. Just want to make sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, highly recommend <clears throat> get you some chanterelles. We're about that time. Um, I've actually seen like families or like people out there with giant packs, like Looking picking them, scouring them. Yeah. I said I had one. Probably for farmers markets. <laughs> there was one right next to where I parked my truck at my house and I saw it, but I was end of the day. I'm tired. I'm like, whatever. I'll, I'll get it. It's It's huge. It's huge. I was 99% sure that's, that's what it was. <laughs> that was the other reason why I, didn't, I was like, ah, I'm going to go, once I get inside, I'm going to Google and make sure this is it. Yeah. And then I for I did Google it, but it was late. I think I was laying around my boxers or something. I'm like, well, I'm not going outside. Then the next morning, I walk out to my truck and it's completely gone. Ooh, I, I guess critters like them. Maybe it was. I mean, it was huge. I mean, it was big. Oh, they don't get that big. I mean, it could have been a bunch of them next to one another. I don't know. Maybe the biggest they get is like, like that. Typically, what are they called? Chanterelle. Chanterelle. Chanterelle mushrooms. Look it up. Chantrelli. Um, you were talking about the wood being slippy, and I've realized my one kryptonite. I have I have one main kryptonite. Well, actually, no, it's, well, it's I think two. This could be we could argue here for a while. Well, mountain bike related, <laughs> I, not in life. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of them. One of them. Just I want to point out is the fact that I have to order one thing more than every meal or extra sauces. Um, the guy ordered eight different sauces. 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 Yes. Yeah. In the drive-through. Condiments are key. My wife always gets mad at me for having more condiments in our fridge than food. It's ridiculous. Um. No. So mountain biking related. We've talked about my like jumping thing. I'm not really great at jumping, but my true fear. And when I'm mountain biking, are roots slippery? Roots. Like I don't mind rocks. I don't mind mud as much. I don't mind, you know, steeps, certain stuff. But when you have a slippery, angled root, I lock up. I freak out. It's so dangerous. It's like your tire just disappears. Slip and slide. Oh yeah. What's your kryptonite? Uh, mountain biking. I mean, just a lot in general. Like for the past three months, I would say my kryptonite is my mountain bike. Um, <laughs> Because I don't you, ride it. Because you just look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's like ah. Uh, but how are you going to change that, or are you going to change that? I just need. I just need to ride more. I need to pedal more. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you don't have the trail excuse. That's for sure. No, I got. I got. I got wood right there. It's great. Yeah. No, I don't. It's what well, you talking about? Slippery roots. We were doing a ride up at uh, Mulberry one time, and it was an entrance to a trail. And just like it, I was always doing it, you know, it had rained and it was like dominoes. There was four of us. First person goes over the route, falls. Second person, second person in the line is like, ah, I'll get through it. I just saw this guy fall. He falls. Third person falls. Fourth, we all fell. <laughs> we all tried to do it the same, like all, all four of us fell, slid. And it was on a bank to your point, like when they're at an angle. So when you fall, you just kind of. You don't have very far to go, but yeah, wet roots, not good. Same with bridges. Like there's that bridge at, on the Greenway at Big Creek, where literally I've seen like people back to back just slip, slip, slip all slip out. There's one. There's one. Speaking of places to slip, there's that one spot at Yargo 
that where you cross uh, you cross the creek. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a fun place to camp out and watch people because Oh, I've eaten it there. Seven, seven out of ten riders are going to eat it. You're going over a <laughs> rock slab covered with algae with water. Just, and it's bar- an, just and, barely any water. And it's and an optional feature, and I don't know why we continue to try it. But, yeah, like dang near every person falls out from yeah, there. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny to watch. Um, yeah, my little man loves shredding, too, on his balance bike. Dude, those trails in my backyard, so clutch. Like, he wants to be back there all day. Just going great. Round, go. around, around, around. That's what around. you do. You don't hey, go ride your bike. Yeah, but he wants me with him, which is okay. I'm okay with it because then I just troll around on my bike. Um, you know, he's three. He doesn't want to be in the woods alone. Did they, is but, all the construction done back then? Yes, it's all done. My only fear is that we have this water drainage pipe that is eroding, and it's the city owns it, and they want to come back and repair it at some point. So that's the only thing keeping me thinking about doing pump track trails because they may have to come back in and tear it up and do that. So I don't know. We'll see. But they've been saying they're going to come fix it for three years, and they have it. So mm. you know how that goes. Um, non, Non-mountain non <clears throat> bike news, but just kind of extreme sports news. Um, I climbed my first 510, which is like – 510 is a shoe. Yes, it's, it's the shoe. Maybe you didn't know this. So it's a mountain biking podcast. Well, this is where I'm going to connect it. So the 510 shoes mm-hmm. actually come from 510 that started as a climbing shoe. Really? And it's because of the rubber, the grippiness of the rubber. And so they then translated it from the climbing shoes to mountain biking shoes. Um, Why didn't you know? So there's the connection because they're both like outdoorsy extreme sports and they both need good rubber. Um, uh, compounds and uh, so, so anyway, back to a five ten. What does that even mean? Oh, so five ten is like a grade of a climb, and it's like the I would argue like it's like the first hardest grade. Think of it like if you're if you're if you're mountain biking, um, you do greens and blues. Like your first black, your first hard black trail is like. A five ten, and then your double blacks like five eleven, five twelve. How many tries did it take? Pro line took me like four tries. Is it summit? Yes, yes. Took me like four tries, and I didn't do it the first day. What I did was I came back a few days later when I was fresh, and I did it for like I did it as my one of my first climbs after a warm up, and I sent it, and it felt so good. I screamed out loud. People were looking at me, thought I was having an aneurysm, but I I did it, and. Pretty cool to unlock that. That's good. Um, yeah. Congrats. Congrats you. on your first 510. Thank you. What is the next one called? 511. And then 12? Yes, they go in order. So and then how, I think I think, the, I think the highest at the gym, at the climbing gym, is like a 13, I think, which is like you're upside down for like forever and doing crazy stuff. You know anyone that can do that? Mm, yeah, Todd Trapp. Oh, really? He does the crazy stuff. He does the crazy yeah. stuff. That doesn't surprise me. Brady, Brady's an animal. Brady's pretty good. I've seen him do some, uh, some, uh, some like five ten, five elevens. We need to get Brady on here and talk about his crazy mountain bike trip. Oh yeah, the California trip. Yeah, yeah Northern California. What was that about? He basically did a the equivalent of what that other guy did. Well, not really, but yeah, it was insane. He uh, yeah, he, he did sixty miles. He did he did four forty to fifty miles and like sixty five hundred feet of climbing. It was a day all day ride in the 
California, like mountain bike trails, like Northern California, Redwoods, all that. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. He, he, he does it on those layovers, you know, when he's flying. Just rents a bike. and Yeah. <clears throat> pretty cool. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask about was um, tech, like electronics, like for health. Um, so you and I do Whoop, and we've talked about how Whoop can be kind of up and down, iffy, accurate versus inaccurate, but I don't know, I kind of like it. But now the big craze is people doing these NutraSenses where they like – slap a needle into their arm and it's taking glucose and sending it to some lab and they tell you how to do stuff. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about all People that. People start biohacking. Yeah. You know? What do you feel about the whole biohacking thing? I, I kind of love it. The whoop. So I'm kind of, it doesn't off. scare you at all. Um, no, because I think there's so much that we just don't know about our bodies and everyone has just a different makeup and they respond to different things. Like, a good example would be like magnesium levels. Like no one really knows, like everyone knows we have to have magnesium, right? But some people would, could probably function a lot better if they had more magnesium or maybe a little less magnesium. There's really no way to know that unless you do go get some kind of like really in-depth blood plan, blood panel um, <clears throat> that's looking for that kind of stuff. So I don't know what the patches you're talking about, but I've threatened for, you need to look them up. They're crazy. They just ship it to you. It's got I've, a built in needle threatened for three years to go get like a legit blood panel and see, Hey, what vitamins does it look like? I'm, I'm getting, what am I low on? How does my body function? What do I need more of? So let me tell you how this works. It's actually pretty crazy. So let me explain this to you. So basically like how this works, you can look it up, but basically the reason why I looked into it was because I was at the pool with, you know, a bunch of people and I noticed all these people wearing these patches on the back of their arms. And I'm like, I don't know. I've seen that with like people with diabetes and stuff What's like that. NutraSense. There's a bunch of different companies that do it, but that's a big one. Um, and I'm like, why are all these people, these, these folks at the pool wearing these patches on the back of their arms? And then I look it up and it's like essentially like a whoop. They send it to you subscription based. You sl- it's got a built-in needle. It sticks to you. You got to stick yourself with yeah, a needle? Yeah, you stick yourself. It's got a little needle. You slap it on the back of your arm. That's how they get their blood. And then it's got like a transponder on it. And so that's why I was saying how comfortable you're with this because you're sticking yourself in the needle. It sticks to you. You wear it for like a month, let's say, and then you replace it and you get they send you another one. And it's sending data <laughs> to the central lab on your blood, on all this stuff. And then they have doctors that analyze it like, and then they send you daily reports and they say, here's how you should change your diet. Here's how much more exercise you should do. Here's your routine. Here's where you're lacking vitamins, minerals, whatever. And it's like all real time. And you're with a real doctor. Well, in quotes, maybe yeah, they're starting I'm, to use AI. I've got to pull it up right now. <clears throat> and it's like going crazy. Like half the people at the swimming pool have these on their arm. <clears throat> and it's like a little invasive. It's like taking a step further than whoop. Like you're, they're getting your blood <laughs> and they're doing like, but at the granted, they already have a lot of what we have information wise. Cause we all carry around iPhones, but I don't know. It's just interesting. It's going, it's going viral. I'm surprised you haven't seen this or heard of this. I haven't heard of this one yet. That is interesting. And that is kind of disturbing a little bit. Yeah. That's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other, there's a lot of blogs out there too. You talk about health tech where they say there's a lot of people that are like pretty anti health tech because then it, you can like over coach yourself essentially mm-hmm. like whoop. One thing I've noticed is like, if I have a bad night's sleep and I'm in the red, right. Mentally you can be like, Oh, it's in the red. I shouldn't go work out. 
or I'm not going to work out as hard. Whereas I think actually sometimes there's benefit to doing that. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm definitely, uh, I'm 1000% not against health tech. I'm for it. I'm, I'm just for the right stuff and it can be expensive too. Yeah. 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 Whoop is pretty expensive. I know. I'm thinking about not redoing my whoop when it's it comes kinda, up. It's kind of, it's a little frustrating. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but the more people get into it, prices will come down too, I think. Yeah. Cause they're not going to be as, uh, specialized. Well, speaking of health and your wellness, health and wellness, there's a new, uh, health and wellness thing for your gooch that has uh, come out in the market. Uh, this guy Man, has we created have to put, like X-rated on this one. No, Is no. It, what's gonna? What's about to? You're happen? not gonna believe this. He created a uh, do people, self. Wait, wait, hold on. There, people might have kids in the car. That's do fine. To, no, we don't idea? need to warn them. We don't okay. need to warn them. Okay. This is a self-cooling chamois. Picture this. The guy essentially took your Camelback, you fill it with ice water, and he's got insulated tubing, and it connects to your chamois. And your chamois has essentially like a foam or a gel pad in it, and it has pockets, channels for the water, the ice water to flow, so it cools you. And then there's another pipe that comes up, and that's where you drink out of. So essentially, you're when you drink every time you take a pull of your water and drink, it's cooling your chamois and your undercarriage. Interesting. I think that's a pretty cool idea. That's interesting. <laughs> Don't know how I feel about it though. How good would that feel to be on a hot bike ride and then all of a sudden you have this rush of coolness relieving your undercarriage? I feel like it would. I might like it, and then I would drink all my water too fast, and then I would be angry once I run out of water that I can't get that 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 cold rush anymore. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Funny to see innovative, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'll tell you where I would want it is that TNGA. That, that race that I was telling you about mm -hmm. across all of North Georgia on the Georgia Traverse. Tinga. Tinga. Dude, that's next level. Two guys I know I've ridden with, one of which you would like ride with him and be like, oh, I can see how he does this. He's insane. The other one, he's just regular dad, rider, occasional rider. They both did it. They both finished it. One was in like three and a half days. One took like five days. Yeah. All self-sufficient. Bikepacking, 350 miles. Is it all single track? No, it's like it's like. How much of it is gravel? I think it's like 50% single track, 30% gravel, and then like 20% road. But it's mostly single track, um, and it's uh, you know they they have like a couple stops along the way, like aid stations. But for the most part, you're kind of on your own, and uh, they don't fall in packs. It's individual. So like you're in the woods by yourself at night. Mm -hmm. um, it's mostly no cell service. Like there's no award. It's all bragging rights and uh, 350 miles and 44,000 feet of climbing. That's nuts. That's nice that level. is. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot of pedaling. So um, if you want to see it, go to Amazon Prime, and you can purchase or rent. The, the documentary on it, it's pretty wild. It came out a couple years ago called Ride the Extra Ride to Extraordinary. It's amazing. Like, you got to watch it. It's so intense. I don't think I'd ever do an endurance race like that. Why? I mean, I would do, like, Leadville, like a day one where you're, like, doing it in one day. but like, 100 miles, yeah. Yeah, but, like, five days, oh, 
That sounds awful. Like, just too long. I don't know. Not for me. Sounds like hell. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Leadville, so ZP was on the high horse because his man, CrossFitter. Rich Froning. Yeah. Richie Rich. He uh, he did Leadville. Not only did he do it, but he got the gold buckle, did it under nine hours. And he's not even a mountain biker. The guy's an animal. So pretty uh, impressive. He mountain bikes a lot. Well, now he does. But he, he like, wasn't. He like built his own legit single track trails on his property. Yeah, this got him into it. He said he's an addict now, but he never mountain biked before. Mountain bike's fun. And Cross, he did CrossFit and mountain bike. They go together. Mm, I, I don't think so. Which, but um, you know, yeah. I mean, they do though. No, uh, well, now they do. I guess. I mean, they were before. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what ZP said. He was like, "Hey, man, aren't you seeing the crossover?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm seeing it for him, not for you." um yeah speaking of we're we're missing out you and i on the brethren trip they're going to pisgah uh when is that september yeah Yeah, i'll be down in florida yeah i'll be in the flatland it'll be a bummer florida's getting hammered right now hurricane yeah it is it is and i guess parts of south georgia are too they are We're, we're getting lucky we're missing it um so the other thing i noticed when i was on my soap ride is um the the flower the flower you know what i'm talking about the wheel hoppers oh, yeah, those guys the hashes those, it's like what is it, like a scavenger hunt yeah on a mountain bike yeah actually it's pretty fascinating oh i don't have it up darn it what's it called i'll have to look it up there's a um wheel hoppers hashing wheel hoppers hash hair ride i think it is um and it's an old school mountain bike group club, whatever. And uh, yeah, I just googled that wheel hoppers hash hair ride. Yeah, it didn't even nothing popped up. It's hard to find, um, but they do exist. And now I can't find it, which is really frustrating because they had this awesome, like, it's almost like a um, darn it. Where is it? That's annoying. Anyway, they have they have a um, it's like a code symbol. So like, because I was on this ride and you and I were at blankets and we ran into an old guy and he was like, "Y'all coming to Wheel Hoppers Hash Ride?" And we're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah. And then he was like, started rambling about, "Well, you got to follow the flower and the flower goes to the gold and the gold goes to the hair and and then we all drink and eat drink beer and eat food and blah blah blah." And he was kind of schizophrenic talking we're like all right whatever dude so i looked it up and it's like a real thing and then on this ride at soap i noticed there was flower posted like literal like flower slapped to trees every 20 yards i was like oh my god this is it they're doing it here and they meet once a month on a sunday and they lay out a route and some of it's on mountain bike trails some of it's just through the woods and like random stuff and they have key signs so they had like weird symbols and I was trying to pull it up online, but I lost it where they like talked about the meaning of them all. And there's some like real vulgar stuff, and like, <laughs> you know, like don't go this way or you'll get effed and don't do this. Don't do that. It's just like, it's funny how they, it's like a game. Um, but yeah, you'll have to do some digging on them. Cause I think, I feel like they're kind of a secretive group, but kind of a cool concept. I still don't understand it fully, but you know, there's that. Oh, also I got uh, interviewed by uh Clint Gibbs. Oh yeah, you're famous now. Big YouTube star. Right. Actually, it's pretty funny. YouTube, I don't know. YouTube famous. Clint. Clint said he may start listening to the podcast, so he may hear this. But I, I kind of, 
I kind of thought the interview was more for like his YouTube. And I, I think it was more for internal use. So I don't know if I'll be famous. Wait, um, what do you mean? So for those that don't know, Clint Gibbs is probably one of the most followed YouTubers for the state of Georgia. So he, he has like, or, or the Southeast. I mean, he's got like a couple hundred thousand followers on YouTube. Um, he, he races mountain bikes. He, he's actually a CFO of a company, but he, he's real into bikes. And uh, he's a reviewer, like a professional reviewer for a lot of companies and stuff. He lives in Florida, but he rides in Georgia all the time. And he basically posted and said, I'm looking to interview folks um, about mountain biking and how you get in rides throughout the week. And how are you able to like make your lifestyle with work and all that? And I was like, oh, cool. I, I love that. We talk about that all the time. Like, how do you fit it in? What's the strategies? All that kind of stuff. And uh, and so he recorded it. But he's actually, I think he's trying to come up with a business idea. So like a way to help mountain bikers get into it and, and, and some sort of program. Um, and so he's interviewing people more for his or informational. I don't think he's ever going to post it. But I was like, damn, I did good in that interview. But no one will probably ever see it. <laughs> and he probably was like, why is Josh taking this so professionally? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to talk to the guy. Um, but anyway. Um, oh, and then uh, the other cool thing was I was listening to Jared's Place, the Boys of Jared's Place podcast. Um they name dropped me. Name dropped Narnomies, wow. us. They name dropped us. Wow. Blair Blair did. Unfortunately, it wasn't in the best light. Uh, it no, was, no, what they say? Well, they were talking about how like Big Creek, the downhill park, is so like elusive. Like people, like there's so many different trails and different places. And Blair was telling me telling them about a time when he um, took me or I followed him on some trails there, and I've you know I ride there every week. And he took me down a line I didn't even know existed. And he was like, dude, this has always been here. How have you never seen this? Like, he was basically making fun of the fact that I never noticed a <laughs> trail that's always been there. Um, but, on, hey, any press is good press, right? Hey, press is press. For the Nomies. Um, I feel like I'm rambling through a whole bunch of stuff. I have a few more talking points. Anything on your end while I'm reading through this? Yeah, keep hitting some of those points. Trent's dad, he uh, bought the house in Brevard. So we all have a place to stay in Brevard now. Yeah. Anytime. It's ten. It's, it's like walking distance from downtown, and it's like right in between everything. So you can go to Dupont, you can go to Pisgah. Um, it looks pretty sweet. Sweet house. Yeah, um, Trent already said that anyone's welcome anytime. Well, um, yeah. So shout out to Trent's dad. Thanks. I think he's trying to rent it for money, but yeah, <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> Maybe you get a discount if you use a uh, code word Narnomies and hundred uh, percent discount. Use code 100% word, uh, discount. You gotta spell it right though. That's oh, the key. God. We're gonna have so many companies and people call us going like, you can't say that stuff. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think that's actually gonna be a problem here. Uh, speaking of Trent, he uh, had to completely rebuild his bike. Both his bikes. He did the the U thing. Basically just rode him into the ground, never touched him. And he paid for it. Had to completely rebuild him. And lo and behold, his bearings wallowed out in his carbon frame. And I think he's got to get a new bike. Mm. And one of them. Um, he's been looking at the Santa Cruz, believe it or not. But the it's the, best, best, it's the best bike out there. But the Mega Tower 
Backcountry's got these sick deals going on right now. It's a six, seven thousand dollar bike. They're selling it for like four grand, brand new, direct to consumer, Santa Cruz, or not direct consumer through Backcountry. Santa Cruz is the way to go. But it's a big travel bike. Um, he's also looking at specialized enduro. I told him to go Santa Cruz. I think it looks cooler, and it's more. I don't know. Specialized is so like mainstream. Santa Cruz is getting more mainstream, but I think it's a cooler brand, and they have a lifetime warranty, which is pretty cool. On that frame, baby. Yeah. So, yeah. So Trent's in the in the in the bike. He posted one of his bikes on the Facebook Marketplace. It's a Ritmo. Uh, pretty good oh, deal. Finally moving off the Ritmo, huh? What's he yeah. selling it for? I think three thousand, which the bike new is like sixty five hundred. So we'll see. Used market's pretty tough right now, but. Um, and then, uh, also ran into a pretty funny, uh, sign, uh, the other day, uh, when I was at, um, so, so, I mean, apparently break-ins are getting really bad, like at mountain bike trails, like people's cars are getting broken into a lot and stuff. It happened I hear, to Steven. Oh, that's right. It did happen to Steven. Yeah. Uh, Chicopee. But his didn't even, they didn't even break the window. They like actually broke into the car, right? Yeah, they had some. They, they, they had used some the electronics of, or yeah. something? They hacked the key fob or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. If someone's like, you know, kind of keeping tabs on the whole situation, like they can, like when you're going for a mountain bike ride, they know you're not going to be around for a while. And they'll just uh, kind of keep their eyes on the situation. And then, uh, yeah, I think that guy was saying like, something along the lines of like they they can if you have one of those electric things uh starters they can like hack into it and that's how they got in it they didn't have to break anything yeah and i don't know what they stole of his but um well apparently it's becoming a widespread problem there was a mountain biker with his forerunner at the uh, i'll put this on our instagram he literally wrote a letter and put it on his window saying there is nothing of value in this car be excellent to one another and have a great day. <laughs> so, you know. It's, well, uh, if they use that the their little hacking device, they don't damage the car. They could get in and sit for a minute. I guess. Check it out. Yeah. Just don't keep stuff of value in it, you know. I mean, I guess that's what you got to do. Do you ride with your keys and your phone? Oh, always. Your wallet? Yeah. It's more of a security thing for me. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me either. I just put them in my pockets and roll. Um, I did that one time. And I zip up. And I have I, zip and up. I, and I lost my pocket. Well, you had to have zip up pockets. That's uh, the old zipper pockets. pretty crucial. The zipper pockets, man. Yeah. Um, I actually got uh, kind of told off for the first time on my uh, one of my rides. I did one of the illegal trails out at Soap. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the first time it's ever happened, actually. And it was nice old lady. Just stop me and say, excuse me, you're not supposed to be riding on here. And uh, she was, like, super nice about it. She was just like, you can definitely bring your bike through here. You can walk it. Just ask that you don't do not do that. And she wasn't – She was, and I was like, okay, you know, sorry about she that. She said yes, ma'am, and go on your merry Yeah, way. I did. Because the way she approached me was very nice. I've had other people and other trails like approach me about stuff like that. And they're like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. but the way she did it was so nice. I was like, you know, you're right. Probably shouldn't, but it's a sweet trail. <laughs> and I'm going to come back tomorrow. And for those of you know, it's baby Pisgah and it's a uh, very fun. Um, so anyway, but I go 
when I go, I go during the week and there's typically, she was the only person I ran into. Yeah, not like, very many people. There, like I would never do that on a weekend. That would be super dangerous. Um, and you get yelled at by a lot of people. But during the week, you can get away with stuff like that. I don't know. My theory on it is, is like, look, I don't do illegal stuff. If I want to like have a little fun, get a little crazy, going on a trail on a mountain bike, I feel like that's okay. If I'm going to push the, you know, the envelope a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Limited places to ride your bike. Exactly. It's okay to. I mean, the hike. We let the hikers come on our trails. That's that's true. So you know. Um, and then uh, two YouTube videos. Everyone should go check out. Um, they're older, but I just somehow the algorithm suggested for me to watch them, and they're super entertaining. One is Lego mountain bike edit. Essentially, it's just this guy, these guys that took Legos and built a mountain bike course, like downhill mountain biking, and they did screen capture, like, you know, mm -hmm. but they, like, it must have taken them forever because it's like a four-minute long video with music of a shred it, basically, of this guy, like, going down stuff, mm -hmm. and they screen grabbed everything, and he's doing, like, all these crazy moves and stuff. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I think about building a course like that with my kids with their Legos. It would be sweet. <laughs> And then the other one is the sickest edit ever. That's what it's called. You got a YouTube sickest. How much, how much time do you think you spend on YouTube watching mountain bike stuff? Um, probably 30 minutes a day. 30, 30 minutes to an hour a day. Because I don't watch TV. So, like, typically I'll just, if, if during TV time, I would just watch a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. one, one to two videos a day probably is what I do. Um, I love it. YouTube's awesome. I just I, I get super entertained by it and learn stuff and I don't know. I'm not as entertained by like TV anymore. So you never watch it. No, I'm like uh, I think my phone is rotting my brain, my attention span. Like if it's more than like a five minute YouTube video, I'm probably not watching it. Yeah, I watched the one you sent the other day. What's that? that was pretty cool. Uh, it was about that older guy talking about riding bikes. How he oh, used yeah. to ride a ton when he was young. Then he like those got, stories. Got some, got some working. Yeah, that's cool. That was a cool story. That was like oh, a wow. seven, eight minute video. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. I'm going to watch this. But that's but, the yeah. thing. Like the intention span problem is so real in this country. It's very real. Like if it's not in a couple minutes, you're like, oh, I'm done. Yep. Yeah. Um, got my first flat tire the other day, but it was bald. So. And I had Kushcore, which helped. Note to self, if you have Kushcore in your tires, you can ride out on a flat tire. It's pretty sweet um, when you're in a pinch. And uh, so replace that. Got to get the bike all dialed and ready for the, the mountain bike race coming up. Uh, Big Creek in October, the Enduro. Hopefully yeah, we see you all out there. We'll try and do some podcasts out there. We'll try to sell some swag. You're going to be sporting the Narnam as Jersey. Oh, right? for sure. Uh, so is Trent. We actually registered under Team Narnam. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. We're going to have uh, swag out there. Narnum is a sponsor? <clears throat> no. Um, they Why didn't, not? Well, one, they didn't ask. Two, we can't afford it. Three, we were too late. Four, I'm just going to sell swag out there. So you're going to let you do that? No. Okay. I'm just going to like have like one of those, you know one of those <laughs> like. Uh, I think I'll let you do that. No. <laughs> you know those baby trailers that hook up to your bike? I'm just going to hook that up after my race to my bike and ride around and be like, no, no, swag for sale. And they can't catch me because I'm mobile. I think that <laughs> I'm, I would be more, I think I'm more excited to watch that than I am. 
I think that that is the spectacle. Well, I'm glad you're excited because you're going to be sitting in the back of the trailer handing out no. the swag. <laughs> uh, you know, you said you probably can't come, which is sad. But I do hope we get a lot of support. Everyone come out, cheer on the Narnomies racing, the event. It should be cool. Um, speaking of events, there's a lot going on. Uh, my boss uh, told me he, him and his kid did the, or his kid did the uh, Sugar Mountain Enduro race. This is pretty gnarly. They got some huge steep rock slabs and stuff out there. Um, and then this weekend is an Enduro race out at uh, Baker's. Baker Creek in Knoxville. Um, it's supposed to be a good one. Um, they got a bunch of others coming up um, this season, so that'll be neat to check out. And what else? I'm trying to think what else is on the list of to-dos. Not really much. I mean, this week it's looking nice to ride Thursday and Friday. You going to ride this week at all or no? Oh, I hope so. Um, I don't know. I have to see how the week shakes out. It's finally cooling off this week. So there's that. Um, and then and then September is a busy month. I know it's a busy month for Josiah, and same with me. I'm traveling. Um, so we'll, probably won't be as much mountain biking, um, but I hope to be able to do some mountain biking on my travels if I have time. Um and then, yeah, fall's coming, October. Football, cookouts. Football's already started. Football, cool, football started last weekend. Cool weather. Leaves changing, great riding weather. Do some uh, leaf surfing. Serious leaf surfing about to happen. Ooh, love me some leaf surfing. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I had on my list. Sweet. I feel like this is a good, this is a good episode. Covered yeah, a lot I, of stuff. I feel like you didn't bring a lot to the table. Um, sorry. No updates from the brethren. Anything? Anything uh, funny or? Man, not outside of Stephen having to go back to the bike doctor. And spend, yeah, we more, still, spend more money on his brand new bike. I don't even know why. He still won't tell us. Like, I think he is putting. He's probably putting like an electronic shifter or something back <laughs> on there. Or, you know, A motor? Wouldn't surprise me. He was talking about Chuck. How Chuck has something like that. He was like, actually, Chuck likes it a lot. So anything Chuck does, Stephen probably ends up doing. Chuck likes what a lot. I forget what he was saying. Some um, kind of electronic something on his bike. No. So it wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if Stephen wanted to go add, go back to an e-bike after he already got rid of his last e-bike. Um, and he but, broke it after a Yargo ride with Chuck. Yeah, riding a Yargo of all places <laughs> is where it with his big travel enduro bike. Super gnarly out there, man. Super gnarly out there. Oh, jeez. Right. They do have a slippery rock out there. So we'll give them that. There is there is a slippery rock out there for sure. Um, all right. Well, that's the catch-up, everyone. That is the catch-up on the Narnomies podcast. And we hope to uh, see you back for the next one. I'm trying to get Trent on so we can finish our tech talk on the gear side of things. And, uh, and then I think Bailey wants to get on it. We may be going to Jared's in a week or two um he wants to get on a podcast and and then yeah definitely tell us who else we should have any sort of guests if you're interested in coming on dm us on instagram uh let us know if you th have topics you want us to cover dm us um or comment or um you know 
whatever they do on the podcast thing, like a rating or whatever. And you can tell us what you want us to talk about. Um, funny stories. We'd love to have you on as a guest and uh, any suggestions you have. And with that said, go out and search for your ultimate Nirvana. Now get out. Hi, hello, my name is Bob. I work in an insurance job. If you won't judge me, then maybe I won't judge you. But I'm into gnomes, really into gnomes. Gnomes is the thing that I'm into. Yes, I'm into gnomes. Brilliant to know. Knows is the thing that I'm into. Don't, don't kick shame.